fucking fun employment files, bitch. What is this, episode 42? 42? I think it's 42. We came into number 41 last week. Yeah, actually we didn't. We just said we should've. We should've, yeah. And this week we're coming into Not For You by Pearl This is a show maybe not for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I used to play this song um, at the chimney corner, or almost any time. There'd be people like, play something that we know, play this or that. And then I would just start playing Not For You and stare at them the entire time <laughs> during the course. I'd just stare at them and be all like, <laughs> I did too. By myself with my acoustic guitar, That's I would just sit awesome. there and scream at them while people were eating fucking burgers. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm doing this for my $75 of my free fucking meal. Eat my ass. 75 bucks to play That's gotta be something It was fucking great back then Cause that was just Um Chimney Corner was open like For like 8 months out of the year Why did they fold? Just cause the off time? I guess the off time is what did them in But I would they, I was the first person to play there Yeah Whenever the new people opened up And I'd play three times a week I love live music For a two, two and a half, three hours well, Wait a second That's 150 That's Yeah That's a lot of fucking money That's pretty good <laughs> And it's Nine minutes from my yeah, house. I mean that's I was happy as shit. That's I'd, that's like playing Vegas. Like you got to stand. I had a fucking room. residency, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd fucking I'd fucking uh, drink free beer and eat free food and pay get paid seventy five bucks, and they were fucking happy to do it. That's awesome. And I'd have my friends come up that and get them gigs there too. Like Justin Perry, I got him a couple. Mm-hmm. I got him. They would play between my sets. Yeah, and then the people that owned it would watch and oh well, yeah, he's good too. We'll book him as well. I was like, sweet. Because I didn't always feel like going up there, so it was nice to have other people to go right, play. Right. But yeah, that was a good couple of years I was getting to do that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And anytime anybody would heckle me, I would just start playing Not For You. <laughs> I mean, I understand. <laughs> I wouldn't want to sit there and listen to me whenever, whenever I was eating. Yeah. No, I get it. I, but I also, I wouldn't emote out loud that I was unhappy with the music music selection I was playing. What's funnier is whenever I would go on break and I didn't have somebody to play between my sets, the people that owned the place would play my CD <laughs> <laughs> of, of some of the songs I'd already yeah. played while I was on break. And I always found that to be hilarious. Oh, you don't like me live? Wait till you hear me on fucking tape. Whenever I, I recorded it on my phone when I was drunk. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah what a day what a life what a life we live what a world what a world where are you going dick bean episode 42 we are here we are recording it is friday evening february 3rd our the, dicks uh, are hard we're the cream of the crop <laughs> be a man hogan um <laughs> yeah <laughs> That was a visual. People don't get yeah, that. Yeah, people one. didn't see that. Then he'd be lightly chuckling. <laughs> so what's been going on? What do you want to talk about today? Um, well, awesome. Yeah, it's good. I can go through it's and good. Just play some more Pearl Jam songs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can do that. Here's Tremor Crest. <laughs> it's off of Vitology. Vitology. I don't think that was the album that really drove a lot of the Fairweather fans away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because there were. Let me, let me Let's just, get into it. Let's get into Pearl Jam. Well, the, it starts off with this, the very first out song on the album. It's called Last Exit. Okay. There's a bit of a... It's like they're, warm, they're warming up right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets into it, though. 
It goes hard. I hear horns. Nah, that's just guitar. Oh. The what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People kept expecting 10. Like, yeah, they kept expecting 10. I like that. This album's great. Yeah. But there are some songs on here that aren't um, what you would call songs. Mm. It starts off with this, which is great. You, I mean, and then it goes into Spin the Black Circle, which is a punk song. I like that song. It's about records. Yeah. That is really a punk song. Oh, yeah. It's, it's punk as I don't know if it's as punk as you can get. I, I really don't know. It's pretty fucking punk. Well, it's, punk is defined by what? It's uh, atonal. Anti-establishment. It's driving. It's yeah. got a real driving, you know, usually kind of upbeat. You know, there is no downbeat punk because you Records the it. truth. Yeah. Get it over with as fast as possible. Exactly. Three minutes on. Yeah, this two song minutes is two on. minutes and 47 yeah. seconds, and there's so much information in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Not For You, of course, then Tremor Christ. Then it goes into a ballad, Nothing Man. It's a good spot for a ballad, yeah. if you ask me. Then it goes into Whipping. That's a driver, too. That's got a lot of punk, punk in it, too. It's a, little, it's a little bit slower, but it's it's a driver, you know. It's, like it's more of a it's it's kind of a hardcore vibe. Yeah. Like, hardcore's a little slower, but it's just as driving, you know. It's, the lyrics are amazing on it, whatever. Then there then it co- goes to a song called "Pry 2, which is just Eddie spelling out privacy the entire time. He was he was he was really upset with being famous. Because he was getting stalkers And I think before this album was recorded He was wearing an army helmet around all the time I remember that And that was a Didn't Ricky Ricky uh, What was the running back? Ricky Bobby Ricky Gervais Ricky uh, Williams Ricky Williams Ricky Williams did that You know that's a thing Because I did that when I was a kid I had a ski mask And when I was not comfortable I put the ski mask on It's like a mental thing and it gets to be a crutch. Again, Ricky Williams, they said, well, he's just looking for attention. No, Ricky Williams was really bothered by all the attention and didn't like it. So is Eddie Vedder. Apparently. So this is this is a song that they put on their album. Yeah, because I remember a lot of people getting this album being like, man, Pearl Jam really fell off. And even back then, I knew what direction they were taking. Like, even as immature as I was and didn't understand anything about music, I could see that they were going down a different road. You know, it was... Not going to be. There was the that same. song, then Corduroy, which is a staple in their live shows now. It's a big builder. It's a four minute song, four and a half minutes. I like the beginning. It's neat. They play it different live, which is weird. I'll, I'll, I'll skip. It gets to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then this song. I love that song. It's a great song. Yeah. But then this song, for some reason, somebody's sort of playing an accordion. I got bugs. And Eddie Vedder's talking about all the bugs all over the place. 
Do you think it, Did they ever have a drug problem? Mike McCready did. Mike McCready did. Yeah, but I don't think any of the other. Eddie drank, didn't he? Eddie drinks an entire bottle of wine every show in front of Mike McCready, who's. He's he's now sober. God, completely. That's going to be a rough one. But no, it's not. I mean, coming from somebody who is, it's once you get to a point, it's really yeah, not, it's I'm really not drinking that hard. in front of you right yeah. now. It's it's not hard. So it's. What are you drinking? It's uh, whiskey and uh, fresco. It's good. Real good. Real real good. I think this is about um, also stalkers and yeah. shit. Then it goes to Satan's bed, which is a whip. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> but then there's an actual song. Good riff. Solid beat. You can dance to it. Yep. And then it goes into Better Man, of course. Everybody knows Better Man. Because it's a great song. Another non-song. I mean, it's a song, I guess. See, this falls into the uh, the thing back in that time period when grunge, grunge, uh, when it first came out. You know, you had people at first liked it all, and then people started not choosing up sides really, but really just picking their favorite one. And I liked Pearl Jam. I really liked Pearl Jam a lot, but Soundgarden was always my favorite. Soundgarden's the they're, dude, they're yeah. the dudes. Yeah, I, I really. And then the next song is Immortality, which is a great one. An actual song. Let that play. I like that. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what it's about, really, but I mean. It's very low, mournful, one would think. They're really bass heavy. Oh, yeah. He's the most important guy. Yeah. I think. I think he should be the most important guy in any band. You know, he's, he really, it's the meat, you know. It is the meat. Yes. Everything else is potatoes. <laughs> That's where the ass is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, this one's good. And then they finish off the album with another non-song called Hey Foxy, Mop Handle, Mama, That's Me. The spanking is the only thing I want so much. Yeah, I don't get it. I have no idea what you're saying. I said. I thought it might have been Aunt, I, Annie's out on her dance, so I thought maybe, you know, messaging me or something. Paranoid.
Yeah, I don't know if they just didn't have enough material for actual songs on this album. I doubt that. If they just wanted to put out something weird. But what's what's real weird? Maybe not real weird. I don't know. But their it next like album, a child. It is. It's it's like from a documentary or something. Okay. It's the the audio's messed with, mm-hmm. so I guess it sounds like a kid. Yeah. I think it's like a Japanese lady. Okay. But uh, the next album they put out, No Code, they had all these great songs. They had, like, this This should have been the lead single. You'd have people lining up to buy this fucker if it's the lead single. But what they put out... Well, deep cuts. ...is this. <laughs> and you can already tell, this is weird. Yeah. So, then we're, we're going to play this on rock radio, you, you think? They did. Yeah. But not, it didn't go not as much as they would have played Hell Hell. Right. So they do that on purpose, I think. I, I think that they've made enough. The I, yeah, I think they've made enough money that they just they want to do what they want to do now. I think that's what it was. I admire that. Like I admire. You'd think you the, know, the record company—they were with Interscope or whoever it was at the time. I think that any record company knows. Let let them. This do, is Pearl Jam. Let you, them do what the fuck yeah, they do. You don't tell them what to do. It's like Tool. Tool got into. You know arguments with record execs, and they made, and they said, "What about your fans?" And they said, "We don't give a fuck about them. We do this for us." And it's not we don't give a fuck about them, but the true fans will listen to whatever we put out as long as they know that we're doing what we want to do. You know, so and everybody's going to have their favorites, and mm-hmm. but anytime Pearl Jam puts out an album, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, and it's and their last few albums have been really good. It's just sometimes I, I question. The track list, <laughs> <laughs> like Eddie's gotten really into doing like acoustic songs lately. Yeah, and he's got a couple kids, and he's in love, and all that stuff, and that's great. It's death to music, though. It can be, yeah. But like happiness is death to creativity. There'll be a couple of songs on each of their last couple albums, and I'm like, oh, come on, yeah. But I get it. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever they fucking want to do, I don't give a fuck. At least if 75% of it's good, which I'm not saying those other songs aren't good, the, the ones that I, I just think they'd have been better on a, like a, a, an Eddie solo album or on yeah. a soundtrack to something, um, like you did Into the Wild soundtrack. I thought that was great. Into the Wild. Yeah, the one about Christopher McCandless. Oh. He uh, irresponsibly decided to go on an Alaskan journey and wasn't prepared at all, and, and ended killed up him, dying in a bus. Yeah, yeah. They, it's the one where he has that picture right, right before he died. Yeah, the bus, the, and he looks, looks like the bus coming up my hill here. Yeah, the bus is sitting there beside the road. He right looked now. so happy though. He was happy until he realized he didn't know shit about surviving in the wild. Right, and and he was by himself. Yeah, that wasn't very smart. No, but he went out the way he wanted to go out. Well, I, I, that's. Kind of casting an aspersion at somebody that I admire what they did. You know, it's <laughs> I, I I think I wouldn't do well in in that. <laughs> oh, I don't. I would absolutely not do well. Yeah, it's. I mean, he didn't have anything to hunt with. He just had like a. At least according to the movie, I didn't read the book or I don't know the guy. I'd like to get into that case and see what the. I have the movie if you want to borrow it. But um, that'll be one of my movies for the year. He had like a book. It was directed by uh, Sean Penn. Oh, okay. Yeah, the entire soundtracks Eddie. And Are they fucking, friends? Yeah, yeah. 
Because he was on the soundtrack to Dead Man Walking, too. Okay, yeah, I remember. Fucking, that's a hard movie to watch. It's a great movie, but it, it's hard to watch because... Spoiler alert, he lies the entire fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not only that, but he's but he's he's not a despicable person because he's born that way. He was kind of made that way. And he also he got caught up in a moment and decided to rape and murder yeah. with a bunch of other... No, it's just one guy. Oh, that one other idiot. Yeah, the older piece of shit, like the guy that you always see that has done something terrible because they all look alike is that fucking guy. <laughs> Don't they? Yeah, they do. They all have that stupid fucking hillbilly redneck impression on their fucking face. Yeah. You know, just that I'm careless and... Don't give a fuck about anybody. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck them rich motherfuckers. Fuck them rich motherfuckers. I'm going to rape murder daughter. And then they did. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I know I drive this, this point home every chance I get. And it's not due to love of violence. It's just putting myself in those parents' shoes. That fucker wouldn't have made it to trial. I'd have fucking killed him. I'd have caught him out and killed his fucking ass. Was that, a, was that based on a true story? I think, I think it was. I think it was too. Yeah. Matthew Ponce. Susan Sarandon knocked it out of the park. Susan Sarandon, Sarandon always knocks it out of the park. Jack Black was in it. He played uh, Sean Penn's brother, I think. Little brother. Okay. Must have been young. He was, it was what, 95 when that movie came yeah, out? Yeah, so, so 20, it 20. Filmed in 94. Yeah. And I don't think, I think that might have been the first thing I saw him in. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until recently. Uh, Life Garrett, I mean Life Garrett, Life Phoenix is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I thought they had another brother that was in Parenthood, but that's really Joaquin Phoenix, so. He just went by life for a little while. Such an odd clan. And Joaquin, what, was it heroin or something he overdosed on and died right there? He'd have been a huge. You mean River? Huge, yeah, River. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, been, said, I, I was like, wait a second. He'd have been a huge, huge star. He was already beginning. It's like, it's like I always talk about. Right before that happened, he did, uh, he did, uh, he played... Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade played him as a young Indiana Jones. Oh, so he was like the flashback? Yes. You, you never saw... No, you haven't seen that. He plays Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones when he's young. Was he getting frantic? Arizona. Huh? Was he getting frantic? Like saying he was tantric. Was he guaranteed to satisfy? satisfy. <laughs> Akira, Akira Kurosawa. Um, he played... Uh, he played him in a scene where they find the cross of Coronado in Arizona because Coronado was reported to have history lesson brief. He was reported to have gone from cent- boxer briefs <laughs> went from central South America up into North America, even up as far as Mississippi. So they say, so uh, they found the cross of Coronado, which was given to him by Montezuma. And um, I think that was the King. And, then he thinks these guys who found it are, are grave robbers, which they pretty much are. And he says, that belongs to a museum. So he takes it and he runs. And it's just a running fucking trying to catch him on a train and all kinds of shit. It's fucking great. But the thing that's best about it is the fact that River Phoenix nails it. He nails being fucking Harrison Ford. His mannerisms, the way Harrison Ford talks, everything. He fucking nails it. And he couldn't have been much older than like 20, right? He was... 19 if he was a day You know it was just He was in Stand By Me He was in Stand By Me uh, He was in Running On Empty He was in Running uh, On Empty Run Along He was in uh, Running Free A Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon He was in uh, Explorers He was in Is that with Kevin with Bacon Ethan Hawke Okay He's in uh, 
Indiana Jones: Last Crusade. Um, he died. My he, own private he, Idaho. He died. He was only twenty fucking three. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> he was in twenty three things. That's fucking crazy. Apparently, they've released something that he was in when he was a child in twenty twelve called Dark Blood. Okay. You see, uh, Silent Tongue, the thing called Love. That was a good movie. Yeah. Sneakers was good. Dog Sneakers fight. was good. I think that was good. My own private Idaho. Played a gay prostitute with Keanu Reeves. Yes, I think I remember that movie. Love You to Death, Indiana Jones. I Love You to Death was a great fucking movie because it was so odd. Like, it was... Who's in it? Is this Tracy Ullman? Uh, he was in one episode of Family Ties. Yeah, so. he was. He was, uh, It was... That movie was uh, Kevin Klein, him, Tracy Ullman. Uh, Keanu Reeves was in it. Richard Hurt. Or William Hurt, I mean. And uh, they... He plays a kid who works in this pizza shop, and he pays these two guys to kill Kevin Klein because he's running around with his wife, and they fuck it up really bad. So it's it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I really like it. I just saw something here. It's a movie called The Comedian, and it has who's fucking directing this? A guy named Taylor Hackford, but it, De Niro, DeVito, yeah. Leslie Mann, Harvey Keitel, Edie Falco, yeah, Groden. Charles, Charles Groden. Groden. They pulled Charles Groden out they of the dug fucking- up motherfucking Cloris Leachman. Uh, Lucy DeVito, which I guess is Danny DeVito's daughter. I wonder if she's what she looks like. She's pretty. Is she? Let me see. She's got she that is- DeVito stare to her. She is pretty. Yeah. She's real pretty. Not hit that. <laughs> Billy Crystal was in this. Uh, I like old Billy Crystal. Jim Norton. Graduate Jimmy J.J. Of- Walker. Brett Butler. Jesus Christ. Gilbert Godfrey. They pulled everybody out for this one. Hannibal Burris is in yeah. it. Yeah. I wonder if they're all playing themselves. Dove Davidoff and Nick DiPaolo. I hope Bill Burr's in it. I think they're all playing themselves. Yeah. Bill Burr might be in it. I'm going to keep going down the thing. It's only got a 4.6 out of 10 on here, though. That doesn't sound good. But I've heard comedians talking about it. They like it. They said that Robert De Niro did a really good job learning what, like learning the mannerisms and shit of an old, because he plays an old, old. Yeah. Oh, take my wife, please type of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Lutz is in it. John Lutz. If you watched uh, 30 Rock, you would recognize John mm-hmm. He was one of the writers. Is he the always wore the trucker hat? No, that was Judah Friedlander. He's fucking hilarious. He's amazing. I want to read his books because uh, his, his gimmick is world champion, world champ. <laughs> yeah. And one of his books is called How to Beat Up Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives like descriptions of how to beat up people. I've read a little bit of it. Well, he's, doesn't, he doesn't look like a guy that could fight. No. That's his thing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty great. That's why it's hilarious. Yeah, okay. Like, okay, I'm, I'm so dense. That's why it's funny. <laughs> and he also has a cartoon. Like He, writes, he draws cartoons. Hmm. Just like little one-off cartoons, and he put put them together in a book uh, called uh, "When the Raindrops United." Okay, and the cartoon is uh, like all the raindrops decide to fall in one spot and fuck everything up, and that's I guess that's the premise of that one cartoon. I guess hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a cool idea. Judah Freelander's hilarious. Yeah, he's funny in everything. I've never, I've, but I've never seen his stand up. You know, there's stand ups. What's weird is it, it stand up com- comedians having their own subculture. There are stand-up comedians that people hate, but other stand-up comedians love. Yeah. Love watching. Uh, Larry David is one of those that other stand-up comedians love to watch him play a set. You know, I've never seen his stand-up. I haven't either. And apparently people hate it, but 
other comedians well, love it. Well, I mean, there is a thing. Um, it's just, I think it's the same thing with musicians. Like, if one of my buddies was up there playing and just getting, Jesus, fuck. Getting nothing from the crowd. Yeah. Then they're up there playing their heart out. And they, nobody's giving them shit, anything. Yeah. Other than musicians. Will, Jesus fucking Christ. Hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. Other musicians will stand in the back of the room and just laugh. Yeah. And the same thing with comedians. Yeah. Some, some, hold on a fucking second. God. <laughs> Baxter and Mackwell. There, there's some comedians that they don't do, they don't, uh, their jokes just don't go over. Like if they're, if they're, if their jokes don't go over, like in, after the first couple. Mm hmm. And they're doing like a like a fifteen minute set at the comedy store or whatever. Then they'll just start being antagonistic to the crowd. That's Larry David. Well, that's yeah, what they say. That's, that's is what that a lot of them extremely do. antagonistic. Like, and that's got to be a thing because Larry David couldn't fight his way off a wet paper bag. You just know that looking at him, you know. So, you know, sooner or later you're going to antagonize something. The crowd's just going to beat the shit out of you. You know, yeah, what I mean, so, no. I've seen sometimes the crowd will. No, there was a viral video like last summer. Some dude, some comic was doing an open mic night, and he's not even like a big comic. Mm-hmm. And he just kept talking shit to this one guy because this one guy was talking shit to him, and he then he was just giving it back to the guy. The guy rushes the stage, and this the comedian himself is a black belt in I think Taekwondo. Gives him a front kick right to the chest. <laughs> just fucking Spartan kicked him, knocks him right over. That's awesome. That's the end of his set. I love yeah like the I would like to be at one of these shows whenever like Brody Stevens you probably nobody listening to this knows who Brody Stevens is but he's amazing one of his favorite jokes is uh I'm very intense twice I charged the mound in t-ball it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good he's, he's one-liners he's not going to give you stories he's not like a bill burr or anything, right but he's got like a thousand jokes and they're all intense aggressive one-liners yeah uh, man i don't know if i could do that i don't know if i could sit through that you know it's not my thing sit through like uh, the awkwardness of the guy bombing yes see he gets really funny when he starts bombing okay and starts getting in taking that's his thing with the crowd that's part that's part of his shtick okay is uh no, I see what's going on here. He'll look at the crowd, point at him. Arms crossed, negative. Arms crossed, negative. You're looking at your phone. Arms <laughs> crossed, negative. Why can't I not? Then he drops his mic. Why can't I get anything out of you people? <laughs> you have to work with me. We have a responsibility to each other. But here's the thing. That was on his special. <laughs> that was filmed on his special. On his half hour on Comedy Central. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, he, he lectures the fucking audience on their body language. I, but you know, there are, are are some comedians who are. David Cross is extremely adversarial with, like, especially with crowds. You know, he's one of those. He's a cunt. I like him. I think so too. I think he's funny. Oh, he's funny as shit. I, I think uh, Mr. Show was funnier than his stand up is. Yeah, but he's well. Make America Great Again was pretty fucking good. It was pretty funny. Yeah. That one, that one joke made me real uncomfortable, but it was real funny <laughs> about child molesting. What did he say? Or, I, can't, I, I can't fucking remember. I don't remember jokes. Okay, I only saw it the one time, but I just remember being really uncomfortable, and also thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, I um, 
I guess I get antagonistic to the crowd too when I play music if they're not. Well, I mean, that's an, it's, an, it's a natural thing. But I'm trying to think of the, the the comedians and why I like them, you know, and as opposed to not liking other comedians. I don't like hacky. Yeah. Um, I don't like. Uh, I don't like a lot of flailing. I don't like a lot of. Huh. Okay. I don't like a lot of flailing. I don't like a lot of. Muggy. You don't like. Uh, physical like act outs. That's not true because Bill Burr does it. I laugh my fucking ass off because he's 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 really skilled at that. It, well, it depends on who's doing it. Well, it's like you with, can, Bill Burr. I think he's the best in the world right now. Absolutely. I've not even seen his new special. You can tell me how good it is. Just don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm gonna, you can't spoil. I'm not going to spoil the jokes. Um, there is a point in it where he loses the crowd. Well, that's why. But it's brilliant when he does it. I saw. I listened to his podcast this week, and one of the uh, somebody asked him why he called it "Walk Your Way Out." And he said, "Now you're just going to have to watch the special to figure that out." Yeah, because I think he walks somebody out of the crowd. Mm. Did he not? Okay, I just figured. I don't. That one. I don't know what I can say, and I don't want to ruin okay. it for you. I want to. So. I want to be surprised about that. It, it was good. I mean, I, especially he leaves that shit in, which is weird. Most people would cut out the the weird spots. Well, that's he's. We were watching earlier ones, like me and Tracy were watching a couple of the earlier ones, and um, he gets really mad sometimes. Like, you can really tell when he's pissed, you know. He riles himself up, even though he's told he this does. joke a thousand yes, times. Yes, he does. Like, <laughs> uh, what was he talking about? It was, he's just like, he he, he just, yeah, fucking idiot. You know, and he just, he's he's like me or any, any one of us, you know. He just, you can't be good at something unless you have passion for things. A passionless life breeds nothing. Is that why we're so mediocre at this? Possibility. <laughs> no, we have a passion for it because we keep doing it. Would you, would you, dude, shut the fuck up, you fucking weird dog. It doesn't matter that it hasn't taken off. It doesn't matter that it hasn't, you know, made us millionaires. What are you talking about? It's yeah. the most listened to podcast in the world. A lot of people are saying it's the most popular podcast in the world. People I trust, good people. It's true. I love that. It's the worst. Fucking, <laughs> I thought we could go a show without talking about it. Let's get into it for a second. The absolute fucking train wreck that is the Trump presidency. It's Let's, it's fucking two weeks in. I read something it's a about shit a, show. a Bowling Green massacre, and I was like, is she trying? Is she getting confused with the Kent State? Or she's an idiot, dude. Kellyanne Conway is a fucking idiot. I mean, she's just—they're all idiots. I mean. I think the probably the best one is Sean Spicer. Yeah. Because he has to keep fucking control of himself. Yeah. And <laughs> the best no, the best of everything is that uh how antagonistic Washington has gotten. Like you have on one side you have we'll just we'll do a Star Wars analogy. You got the Sith, which are of course led by fucking Trump and all of his surrogates and all those fucking awful and they're awful people. They're all awful people. They seem like it. Um Almost without exception, uh, I don't know about Mattis. He seems to be a mad cool, dog. I think even I think he's a good dude. Military guys are like that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But and the military does not like Donald Trump. Like no, I've yeah, read. I mean, yeah, I've read about a lot of that. Uh, he has called and screamed at the Australian Prime Minister. I didn't hear about that. I heard he, they hung up on him. Uh, no, he was being an ass. He didn't scream at him, but he was like really shitty towards him. Um, he threatened the Mexican 
uh, president with sending he threatened art. that rant on Twitter this morning at yeah. 3.30. Yeah, I saw that. They really need to keep the phone out of that fucking idiot's hands. He's going to kill us all. They have nuclear weapons. Yeah. Even though... They're almost a first world nation. A lot they people, were. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand. They were till the 70s whenever religion took over. Well, that's true. They were, when they the shock controlled like them. Yeah, yeah, they were. Well, actually, that's, you know, people... I, I had a friend who was Iranian, and he said, buddy, they could throw you down in uh, one of the biggest cities in Iran, and you wouldn't know you weren't in New York unless you looked at the skyline. Except for the people are just a little bit browner. Yeah. But other than that. But it's a cosmopolitan city. They were There's dressing, people from all over. The women weren't wearing uh, They weren't wearing hijabs. They weren't, they, were, they weren't. Beekeepers outfits. Okay. Sorry. Well, technical terms only. <laughs> well, what what I like, what what the funniest part about it is. They even let them bitches drive, which you know, I don't agree with. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Somebody's gonna cook that flatbread, you know. <laughs> like some non. <laughs> um, but he's there's that. Uh, but also on the light side, you've got Bernie, you've got Elizabeth Warren, you've got Al Franken, you've got all these people who are brutal fucking uh, uh, verbal combatants, and it's been honed. And there is nothing that those fucking idiots have for them. Whether they win or not is not really. We know they've won. Every time they talk, you know, now Trump's supporters and, and surrogates can't accept that. They just can't accept it. They can't accept that they've lost anything. I saw something today. Uh, 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 somebody I know criticized Conan O'Brien, Samantha B, all these other people. I was like, the reason you don't like them. They're comedians. They're comedians, A. And B, they're smarter than you. So they're always throwing out shit. You know, and fucking with your choice of president that you deep down inside know is a terrible person. But well, here's the thing. Anytime, no matter like if you supported Obama whenever he got elected and you're like super into Obama, once he's the president, you got to put his ass on the fire. Yeah. All right, bitch. Yeah. Now fucking do the job. Yeah. But you, being a lapdog for him, whether you're in the press or just a regular citizen, it's not going to move anything forward. Exactly. You you should treat them all as though they're the they are the adversary. Well, and they get the things done that. But we the want scariest done. part about of the whole thing is that you've got people. Uh, I, I saw a thread today, and they were honestly debating separation of church, separation of church and state. I said that is a principle of our government. <sighs> you know, it's a principle. It has to be upheld. It's non-debatable. We are not a. We are not guided by religion. We are not a theocracy. That's why. That's why the people with the buckles on their hats and their shoes came here. Yeah, and they. They they just can't they can't seem to wrap their head around that you know that that we're not a Christian nation that we, that almost that we are a secular nation we were founded as a secular nation the fact that under God was not even in in any of our no you know no, it, it wasn't, wasn't it, it's it wasn't recent in the pledge it wasn't that's recent money. yeah it's within the last fifty sixty five years seventy yeah. years and it's uh yeah and it and you can't you can't tell them this because they don't we they have worked themselves. And America has worked them into a point now where anything you tell them, they're going to say it's fake, even if they know deep down inside it's real. You know, because somebody, they, they know when somebody's educated and talking to them and saying, I've got it right here. This is fact. This is non-debatable. This is done. And they're like, I don't accept it. It's just like your mindset with your religion. It's all false. It's all magic. It never happened. It's all metaphor. It, it never really happened. And they still don't accept that. It is, uh, oddly enough, it's not ironic and it's not something that's, you know, uh, 
not understandable because the reason you could understand it is because that's the way they are. They take something that they know as adults is patently ridiculous. They go to a job every day. They drive cars. They pay bills. They do all these things, and they still believe magic from a 2,000-year-old <laughs> fucking book written in the goddamn desert. <laughs> that is complete cognitive dissonance. That's not, you know, and, and the fact that they believe or tell themselves it's faith in this guy they have altered their faith from guy in the sky throwing out sky cake to idiot in the white house lying every fucking day idiot cake yes well it might be delicious somebody uh one of i think the senator from utah or something put up a bill to sell off 3.5 billion acres or million acres of federal land which would set a precedent precedent to uh, just start selling off federal lands. And like Joe Rogan, I almost think Joe Rogan single-handedly got this guy to to, to uh, take the bill off the table. What did he do? He started getting at him on Twitter. And he has 10 million followers on Twitter. So this guy started getting shit about because he's a hunter. This These federal lands, like public lands, this is Joe this, Rogan's That land is our land. Yeah. Like any of us can go in the woods right now with a tent and go camp and live there. Indefinitely, if, if you're able to do it, if you're if you can do it, nobody can stop you, right. unless it's like a public park or something like that. But you can go in the woods and and fucking have at it, yeah. And hunters and everything, and the hunters started getting on this guy, and and I think Rogan and Ranella, his buddy, the big hunter guy, and they all started getting on him, and he he removed the bill. <laughs> Fuck this! I don't. Last thing you want is a bunch of people with weapons that know how to use them. Angry at you. Fair enough. <laughs> you know. Well, let's get into Twitter. Twitter. For another reason. Um, Patton Oswalt has been waging a one-man war against a lot of trolls, and they have sent death threats to him. They, you know, they tease him about his wife. I read about that. And one of these douchebags, these alt-right douchebags, and and if you're out there listening, and I don't care what you think or really what your opinion on the matter is because here's the fact since that moron has gotten into the white house i know the violence has not gone up but the uh the the sheer atmosphere the sheer feeling of the country has completely changed where you think now that you can get away with that shit and you you can do things full-throated you can be a full-throated fucking nazi you can be all those things again there's an idiot who comes into fucking tutors right now who wears a swastika pin on his fucking shirt <laughs> and he believes and i know well, he, it's a great pin he's an idiot well it is gold but he's an idiot <laughs> maybe it's vintage maybe he just <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's like I can just look at him and tell me you're an idiot. You're a moron. Uh, does he have the all right haircut? No, he's an old guy. Like not old, old, but he's probably early sixties. So uh, I, I, you know, but he, it, he, they, they think now that they've got their guy in the White House. That that's what they can do now. What's what's real funny about that is Trump doesn't. I don't think Trump even thinks about race in any way, shape, or form. It's money. If you're a rich black guy, he'll hang with you. If you're a rich white guy, rich Indian, rich whoever, he'll hang with you. I, I guess, yeah. But, I agree with that provisionally. You know, it's. But it made him. He. I think he has some deep, deep, deeply entrenched old school New York racism in there. Probably. I really think he does. I mean, 70 year old people, white people, rich white people. Yeah. I've not met many of them, but the ones I met, pretty racist. Yeah. Maybe not 
kill them all racist, but I don't even think he's like. I don't think. I don't think he's that all. way either. You know, but uh, but let's call things how they are. You know, I can only and you can only speak to what we believe, and you know, but when there's evidence to back up said point, you know, what do you do? You know, it's like the whole thing. I watched a four minute clip of Anderson Cooper laughing at Kellyanne Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> Have you seen it? No, it's pretty fucking great. Would you like to see it? I would look it up right now. I, when, I, I it's like, when she first brought out that horseshit with alternative facts, and he had to get up out of his seat because I like Anderson Cooper's so laugh. Hard. Yeah, he's, it is. <laughs> it is so derisive. Like he's got, it like, is, he's got it like is, the gayest laugh. But it's fucking awesome because she's trying to there sit there and keep her composure. And, and I typed in Anderson, and the very first thing that comes up is Anderson Cooper laughing at Kelly and Cooper. Yeah, it's pretty great. Let's get in. Sir, our press secretary gave alternative facts to that. <laughs> I don't think you can prove those numbers one way or the other. There's no way to really quantify crowds. We all know that. You can laugh at me all you want. I'm just ignore it. I'm bigger than that. <laughs> he had to get up out of his chair. He had to do the black guy walk around. Yeah, because <laughs> you know when you tickle a black guy, he starts walking. Did around. you see though at the beginning of that, <laughs> her having to, you know, even shift herself into I saying feel that? Like so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ignore it. I'm bigger than that. Oh, come on. I feel like this is cut together. I feel it, like this is. I feel like this. This laughing is from something else. No, it isn't. That's why she's saying I'm bigger than that. I just gotta let it out. I just gotta let it out. No, I think. I think this is cut together. I think this thing is, is cut together. I think this is him laughing from another time, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, look up the original clip. Man. It's like fifteen minutes long. I want to ask, do you think, does, does no. the president-elect know you're here tonight? No. Stop. Well, I mean, it, it's really not that important, but the fact that she said that and the fact that they're they're just lying to everybody, like right to your face. They're reaching into your pocket and taking your wallet and said, I, did just, I just didn't take your wallet. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a. Gaslighting. It's gaslighting. Tax, yeah. Tactic, yeah. Yeah. Gaslighting. We've been hearing a lot about that lately. Yeah, it's become a buzz thing, but it's it's true. I mean, I've heard about it for years. I yeah. used to do it. <laughs> I, how? With my ex-wife. Oh, gotcha. Ex- anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, I didn't call you a bitch. I said you were being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a light form. It's yeah. Diet it's, gaslighting. I yeah. guess. <laughs> it's more misdirection. It's, yeah, but yeah. I mean. I think everybody does it. I don't. I don't do it anymore because I don't have the opportunity. I'd, I'd relish the opportunity to gaslight somebody. Now. <laughs> <laughs> relish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they're you know, there. It, it's just the whole thing is patently ridiculous. This whole. It's two weeks in, and it's already soon. It's going to stop being funny, and it's going to start being deadly. Well, serious. like was. Why is it all of a sudden so fucking dope and cool for the president to be signing executive orders left and right? Yeah. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. Well, it, no, here's a here's the thing with that. Because it's a white president who is <laughs> for them, that makes it okay. Don't let anybody well, the, fool you with that. The, They're all fucking racist. That's the funny thing is that he's not for them. He's for him. Yeah. But provisionally yeah, and, and, it, what, and what they think 
you know, in what he sold them is that I'm your voice. Yeah. No, you're not. You're, you know, you're nobody's voice. If you can ramrod your fucking hand in there, ramrod, ramrod, <laughs> team ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love that movie. But anyway, um, uh, what did he say in uh, fucking uh, Devil's Advocate? The Eddie Barzoons of the world are going to ram their fingers in there, f- finger fuck. And then pull their hands out once everything is done, lick their fingers clean, and go about, about their fucking business. That's Donald Trump. That is Donald Trump in a nutshell. He doesn't give a fuck. He's a sociopath. He really doesn't feel anything for anybody. He doesn't. You can just tell. No. The way he treats his wife, the way he treats his children, the way he treats everybody. Everything is a photo op. Everything is an opportunity to put his name out there. Everything is to be bragged about. Everything is not to be accepted for the facts that they are, to accept it with any kind of grace or any kind of intelligence. It's all to be argued. Grace and Donald Trump are not words that no. together. Like the thing, he was he's, he's talking to other leaders throughout the world and bragging about his crowd sizes. When they all are have access to the same... Materials that we all have He doesn't seem to get That I can look at his crowd size Through Google right fucking now I can look at it and say That's not real Donald It's not fucking real You're lying You're just lying Well his crowd size at his rallies were pretty good At his rallies they were good At the inauguration was pathetic I mean it was I wouldn't say pathetic There There was like a half a million or something right it was not good. I, I mean, mean, not compared, not compared to like Obama and all that shit. It was one of the largest, smallest crowd sizes in years. I don't understand why anybody would want to go to that. He is, Unless he is, to. he is the most despised man to ever take that office. That's that's not even debatable. No, it's it's, absolutely, one hundred percent true. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, not, I'm trying not to deal in opinions anymore. I'm trying to deal in cold hard facts. And the fact is, he is unsuited for the office. He is not intelligent enough. He he he's already going on vacation. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a rough t- couple weeks. Fuck him. He needs <laughs> to get in there and do his goddamn job. He work on vacation. That's what uh, that's what people always said about uh, George. And when, he, when they go on vacation, they work. They they have the people with them. Yeah. Fucking vacation. Like, where do you get taking a vacation from? It's been a tremendous few days. <laughs> Well, he wanted he wanted the weekend off after the inauguration, <laughs> but couldn't you just do it and not tell anybody that you're not going to be presidenting today? I'm he can do it every once, essentially, until it's time for the impeachment hearings, and they will come. Oh, I'd say they're not far away. No, they're he he won't he he won't divest, divest himself of his business interests. Interests he is already making everybody nervous with how he's treating other our allies and stuff like that. His impeachment is a certainty, so. Now, whether they will actually impeach him, as in impeachment means to go through the proceedings and then dismiss them from the job. Now, they can bring impeachment articles against him. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily going mean, to succeed. So, this, uh, Bill Clinton got impeached, but he was Yes, but he, down. but yeah. Andrew Johnson got. Jackson? Yeah. Johnson? Johnson. Was there an Andrew Johnson? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Pretty. He was a reviled president. Name. He was pretty reviled. So. For some reason, I don't, I don't know all the presidents. Andrew Johnson. He was, he, he was a he was a black man. <laughs> he was raised a poor black child. He was Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in a weird thing that you pull, push your glasses up with. <laughs> I've seen this. Named his Kitten dog juggling. Named his dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten in with Burnett Peters. Um, 
you know, he's he is, and you know, I love debating this, and you know. Yes, it's annoying when liberals and, and people on the left, which includes myself, uh, and I can see it in myself when I'm debating with somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about and I take a superior stance, but how are you supposed to not? How yeah. are you supposed to not? It, it does get difficult at times. You can be understanding and you can try to debate, but when you see the person that you're trying to debate is incapable of debating, that's what, what do you do then? Just walk away or snark? Well, it turns, it, you, I only snark if they're shitty and it's starting whenever the ad hominem attacks start, whenever they run out of stuff, then I snark. But I don't really, I don't really do that anymore. Nobody really comes to me for that on on social media. Well, I think everybody's seen <laughs> your everybody done got owned. the wreckage. It's, fucking, it's like it's like I it's like you're you're riding in a fucking hand car down the fucking tracks and and they pan around and there's fucking locomotives and shit crashed. I mean, and I don't, that's, that's not. How'd he do that with the hand, the pumpy car? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Baxter, Mackie, we're going. <laughs> but anyway, you know, yeah, like some of your epic takedowns, the, um, the disagreements over gay rights, uh, gay marriage. That was a good one. Uh, my two month long spree about, uh, the lady in Kentucky. Yeah. And I people really after that one. Yeah. But did anybody fight with you about a couple. that? What did they say? That was whenever me and uh, one of my friends from high school got into it, and, and then you blocked him and deleted him. Yeah, I gave him a scenario. Yeah, I didn't. Bl- I only block and delete somebody or block somebody after they delete me from their friends list, and I block them so they can't see what I'm saying anymore. Right. But I gave him a scenario because he's talking about religious freedom. Where I said, okay, there's some religions that think uh, black people aren't humans and you shouldn't have to serve them or anything like that, and they shouldn't have rights. Should we protect their religious freedom? Like. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, then you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> did he threaten you at that point? No, nobody's ever threatened me. That's silly. No. Why would anybody ever do that? A guy did threaten you. Who? The one who said, uh, called you. He he said something, and that's when you said, um, sounds like somebody needs a nap. I'll send your mom over to you and after she's done gargling my cum. That was the most brilliant oh, thing yeah. I've ever fucking heard of. That was pretty <laughs> great. I showed that to everybody. It's like, look at Dutch. I don't, I don't think he actually threatened me, but he like talked shit. Like he went to my page and looked at my stuff. Yeah. And like called me fat. And, oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> Gosh darn. I, I had no idea. I thought it was Lex Luger. Yeah. I thought it was fucking Dino Bravo. <laughs> I've actually had people. Eh, never mind. No, go ahead. I've had people talk shit to me because I usually put my, my profile picture isn't usually a picture of me. Um, yeah, it's a, right now it's like the family photo from the, <laughs> from the heat, which is pretty great. <laughs> Fucking Bill Burr. But um, I did have, uh, this was a while ago on my old profile. I'd had pictures of me working out and stuff. Eh, no, whatever. And uh, I actually had at least a couple talk shit, and then they went and looked at my profile and didn't talk any more shit. Like, <laughs> they were, they weren't kissing my ass, but they just kind of removed themselves. You know what I mean? It happened a couple of times. But it, that's... I mean, it's it's not ever going to get physical. Some, I'm not going to fist fight somebody if over somebody someone threatens Facebook. me over social media. I will give them my address. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't particularly want to live anyway. So if you're going to kill me, come kill me. I'll, get, I'll tell you when I sleep, and I'll leave the doors unlocked. So come on. Why do you say that? I don't care. No, I mean about not living. Oh, I, I don't. I I have a mental disorder. <laughs> I'm depressed. Uh, I hate everything. It's a thing. 
I get it. I, 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 yeah, I know, I know about it, but it's not. Uh, I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just waiting for somebody to do it for me. I mean, I'll do it for you if you <laughs> want me to. But it's going to be the death of my choosing, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be quick and painless. Yeah, it'll okay. be quick and painless. I mean, a bullet in the back of the head, whatever. No, that's no fun. Sword, run me through with a fucking katana. No, because that's really painful. A drill. A drill? Yeah, just run a drill right into my uh, temple. That would be extremely painful. For like two seconds. And then, then you're dead. Then you scramble the brain. And what, but my luck, you didn't get it good enough, and I'm a fucking I'm a fucking piece of broccoli the rest of the <laughs> Or or me, me being me, I get like a drill that's not up to the task. Yeah, so the drill bit breaks. God damn it. <laughs> Where did you get this fucking drill? You're sitting there with a chip poking out of your head. <laughs> I don't know. It was my grandpa's. It was down the fucking building. It's like one of the ones you got to crank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now hold still. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's 50 holes where you're trying to do it. <laughs> did you tap the hole first? <laughs> did you use a punch? Is he going to tap and die? You got to use a punch. <laughs> Jesus Christ The drill bit's Walking all over the place I'll do it <laughs> Yeah I'm not handy At all Yeah I can do all that stuff I You wouldn't really need one On a on flesh I don't think You wouldn't need to Punch it before you Skull Yeah but is there much Bone right here Your skull is It's I don't know yeah. hmm. Gotta hit it At the right angle I think. I think I think if you hit it Like a 42 degree angle Right here Yeah It'll go right into The fucking uh, Cerebral cortex the best thing to do would just a uh, bullet in the back of the head. Yeah. That'd be the best way to do it. But apparently you don't want to do that. So it's going to throw you off a bridge or something. <sighs> I might struggle if <laughs> maybe drug me first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you wanted to die, <laughs> but yeah. just the survival instincts will yeah. take over. I think I, I might have those instincts. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, whenever somebody swerves into my lane, I don't swerve out of their way. I just wait for them to. <laughs> so. If somebody pulls in front of me, they better gas it, unless I see that there's a kid in the car. Yeah. But I'm not slowing down. It's sort of a nihilist thing, I think. I don't usually look both ways before I cross the street. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. No, I do. Okay. I look both ways. Okay. I know if I really wanted to, I could do it any day at work. Yeah. Because I'm alongside the road all the time, and people fly by me. So I could just I dive right out. I think you should attack that emu and have it. Fuck that point. emu. That emu would, could not kill me. I would have killed that emu for fun <laughs> if, it, if it decided to get fucking aggressive. Fuck that emu. We wouldn't. We'd have to fucking quarter it up to uh, fit it in the oven, though. I, I wonder how they would taste. I hear it tastes really good. Yeah, I hear, it's really I hear good. it tastes like beef, not not like chicken. Hmm. Interesting. Because it's a very large muscular animal. So, and, then, and it's Australian. Everything tastes like beef there. Shit, the platypus. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Holy shit, we're almost at an hour. This one went by fast. Yeah. You want to keep going or you want to call it quits? That's up to you. I don't really have anything else to say. I figured <laughs> we've wasted enough time. <laughs> what should we go out with? Uh, what do you want to hear? Let's do some Soundgarden. We were talking about them earlier. Soundgarden. Do you have any Soundgarden? YouTube has Soundgarden. But you don't own any yourself? I do. It's on CD, though. Ah. Soundgarden. Let's see. Oh, that's always a good one. That's always a good one. That's always a good one. Uh, They're all good. What's the one? Burden in my hand. Burden in my hand. That's the one. Blow up the outside world. Rusty cage. Burden in my hand's one. It's got to be the one. Let's do that one then. All right. Episode 42 is over. Thanks for listening to the world's most listened to podcast. Second most listened to podcast. Oh, yeah. 
It's the, the sister show of the world's most listened to podcast. The Annex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll be back later this week with a full episode of The Big Show. Well! well. <laughs> Goodbye, good night, and good luck.